All right, everyone, welcome into another episode of the Spoiler Alert Podcast, episode 41. And this is going to be the episode titled Dylan Doesn't Do Shit and Let's Ty Do All the Talking. <laughs> <laughs> I have been lazy. I haven't seen much um, except one film that we will talk about. We're going to do a full review. That is going to be Leave the World Behind, the latest Netflix Sam Esmail uh, film. And then Ty saw two films. I, I feel good about both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Godzilla minus one and the boy in the heron. And he's going to convince me to see those, which I, I think will uh, be a bit easy. So not not yeah. that much of a task for you. Ty. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be too bad. Awesome. So let's hop right into it. Uh, the most talking I'm probably going to do during this episode. And there really isn't that much coming out this week. Only three movies really worth talking about this week. The biggest one, of course, is Wonka with dreams of opening a shop in a city renowned for its chocolate. A young and poor Willy Wonka discovers that the industry is run by a cartel of greedy chocolatiers. So Timothy <laughs> Charlemagne. Uh, apparently it is a musical tie, which threw me off. Yeah, I didn't know that it was a musical either. I, and also rated PG, so, I mean, I kind of yeah. figured it was going to be slightly towards kids, but hopefully it's not just a straight up, like, children's film. Yeah, it, I, it, it wasn't advertised, like, at all as a, um, as a musical. Yeah. In the trailer, it didn't feel like it. In the descriptions, nothing. So I don't know if we just like miss that whole bit, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still I'm still excited for this one just because I just love the Willy. The original Willy Wonka is great, like I've said before. This one, I'm still going to see it. Um, now that I know it's a musical, we'll see how good it is, though. Yeah, It might be a little sure. too like quirky and kooky for me. Well, I, I think that can be said about all of them. Both of the previous films, at least. You know, the Gene yeah. Wilder one is... You know, that, there's something to be said about that. Like, it's almost so historic of a movie that everyone knows it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I was just listening to the soundtrack the other day. That's how much I like it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And uh, same guy. Uh, what, what's the guy? Robert? Robert? The guy The guy that wrote it. The same guy who did Henry Sugar. Ronald, Ronald Dahl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so fun seeing that name yet again. I wonder how much is inspired by his actual writings versus, uh, you know, going off yeah, script a little bit there. There's kind of making a Wonka origin story. Yeah, but it's getting good reviews. Uh, about a seven and a half I'm seeing currently. Paul King is the director. He's known for the Paddington films, which mm-hmm. I've never seen. I'm a little too old for them. But yeah, me uh, apparently they're 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 pretty good from what I hear. Yeah, I've seen that they're solid, so that's cool. But that's the biggest movie here. The other two here, just uh, things to throw in here just because of some interesting tidbits. Uh, this one is called Control. A British Home Security, Stella... Uh, not a... British Home Secretary, not security, Stella Simmons <laughs> drives home one night while engaging in an affair with the Prime Minister. A mysterious man remotely hijacks her self-driving car, forcing her on a rampage through London. So, interesting concept, I guess. It kind of sounds a little bit like Leave the World Behind with the uh, cyber attacks. Yeah. Um, but the most interesting part, Kevin Spacey is the voice. He is the mysterious man that hijacks her car. Oh, so he's not even in it. It's just his voice. 
it is just his voice. I don't think people are ready to see him again yet. Right. That's why I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so that that's really why I included this movie. Uh, obviously, Kevin Spacey has kind of been booted uh, from mainstream films and everything. So throwing him back in here just as a voice is interesting. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, it doesn't, it kind of gives off like B movie vibes. It kind of has like that look yeah. about it. <laughs> like, so I don't think this is going to theaters, but it's probably going to pop up somewhere. But uh, I don't know. Is this is this going to make your list of much must see movies here? Uh, no, probably not. Especially <laughs> because I was checking out the director. That's really a big thing I look at now is who directed it. Even uh-huh. if like movies getting good reviews and everything, if it's a director, I'm not really a fan of. I find myself not liking it. Yeah, um, me too. But Gene. Feliz, I probably said that wrong, but I don't really care because uh, he's only directed garbage in the past. He made a knockoff Superman movie, which has a 4.0 on IMDb. I'm looking now. Yeah, well, I've never heard of any of this. This is no, as you should. <laughs> yeah, trash. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll glaze over that one. Just wanted to bring it up because of the Kevin Spacey bit. Yeah, uh, the other one here does have potential. Um, it was actually okay. submitted for Best International Film for this year's upcoming Oscars. Uh, it is called Concrete Utopia. It is a Korean film, South Korean film. Uh, survivors from a massive earthquake struggle for a new life in Seoul. So okay. while that sounds like a simple concept, from what I'm reading about it, uh, there's actual actually a more like psychological thriller piece about it. Okay. Yeah, I've been big and, on the on the old Japanese uh, disaster movies lately. Maybe I'll have to go watch this one. Yeah, get get to see how Koreans do it too. <laughs> it's, somehow gonna tie, it's somehow going to tie into <laughs> Godzilla too. Okay, never mind. Yeah, it's going to come in. <laughs> um, but yeah, submitted for best international film, which is interesting. I mean, you can can you just submit films? I I don't know the process for the Oscars. Wait, what was that? Can you just submit a film to be nominated? Like, you'd be like, hey, I think you should nominate this. And you submit the film to them and they have to watch it. Or how, like, could we just make a shit movie and be like, hey, we want to submit this for an Oscar? I think it might be easier whenever it comes to the international ones because there's not as many that do get submitted, I don't think. But I could be completely wrong. I don't really know. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I will look that up while you do the news. Okay, cool. There's not a ton of it this week, so not a ton here, but a couple interesting things. So A24 movies are going to stream exclusively on HBO and Max uh, after their theater runs. So it's a multi-year deal. Uh, A24 is going to bring their newest movies straight to HBO, Max, and Cinemax, which is who the hell uses Cinemax anymore. That's weird. Uh, after their initial theatrical runs, uh, some coming soon are going to be priscilla the iron claw and dream scenario which i already saw dream scenario movie is awesome um in addition the company's gonna bring their licensing deal and another over 100 titles to the hbo max so that's cool h uh, a24 you know one of the best doing it right now as we've said before uh this is really just i think it's hbo trying to save face here because a lot of people probably are getting tired of that streaming service now that you know, there's not as many shows on. Uh, they're trying to get me to keep my subscription. I don't know if I'm gonna. So we'll see. I like A24, but I'll probably see those movies in the theater. And I won't really need to be keeping my Mac subscription just to hold on to them. Um, 
Another big one here. I don't know if you saw this one or not. Saw 11 got announced. I so Lionsgate made a surprise announcement of Saw 11 on Monday afternoon with plans for the 11th entry in the horror franchise to hit theaters just nine months from now. Uh, it was actually confirmed through an Instagram post and it saw the spooky, <laughs> this actually says spooky Roman numerals in a saw backdrop spelling out <laughs> September 27th, 2024. And it had the Ooh. caption, the game continues. Uh, so it's crazy that Saw X was already two months ago. It feels like it was longer than that. Yeah. That's crazy how fast time's been going. Um, it's definitely a quick turnaround though for Saw because it's about a year until the next, or it's going to be just about a year in between releases. Um, we both liked Saw X a lot. One of the best horror movies of the year for sure. And it definitely put up strong numbers at the box office. It did $107 million globally on a $13 million budget. So it was just a matter of time until they announced uh, the 11th one. And then really the last thing here is just some Golden Globe nominations. I'm not going to go through all of them because there's seriously so many. But a uh, couple quick things here. I'll go over like some of the main categories. Barbie was the most nominated movie with 10 uh oppenheimer got nominated eight times and here are some of the most nominated film distributors so netflix had the most with 13 warner brothers had 12 a24 had 11 and the rest are just universal with 11 searchlight pictures with eight and apple had seven a couple of the big uh awards here nominated for best motion picture drama category obviously we're gonna have oppenheimer killers of the flower moon Maestro, which is coming to Netflix, I think, next week. That's Bradley Cooper's new movie. Past Lives, which I still haven't seen. Did you see Past Lives? I is did. That the one it was you garbage. Said? Yeah, okay. Thought so. And then Anatomy of a Fall, which I still haven't seen, but I, it's on the list. I think it's on HBO Max, too. Uh, another foreign film. So, I think. I think I saw that it's 49% in English, and the rest is a mix of German and French, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So kind of random there. Um, for the nominees for Best Picture in a Musical or Comedy are going to be Barbie, Poor Things, American Fiction, The Holdovers, May, December, and somehow Air snuck onto that list. Huh. I don't know. I don't know how Air snuck I, onto that list. I swear I feel like Air came out in like 2022. I thought the same thing, and I just don't know why it's even... doesn't seem in the same even tiers as other movies. They had to fill out the the ballot it's for sure gonna be barbie even though yeah I've, we love the holdovers uh i'm excited for poor things and apparently american fiction's really good too it's gonna be the barbie award because it probably won't pick up many uh academy awards but i'm sure mm -hmm. it's probably gonna clean up here at the golden globes and then just what's one more crazy that I... is is that like those other films poor things and holdovers probably have a better chance of winning best picture in, an, in the Oscars than Barbie does, but less of a chance of winning this category of the Golden Globes. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm sure Barbie's going to clean up the Golden Globes like Oppenheimer probably will at the Oscars. And then just the last one I mentioned here, the other ones are so... There's seriously so many, but best director here, Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Get, Greta Gerwig for Barbie, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon and Celine Song for Past Lives. So, uh, yeah, a couple surprises there. Maestro, obviously, I don't think in the theaters yet. Might maybe a small release, but 
that's going to be straight yeah. to Netflix next week. I don't even know what really that's all about. I just know Bradley Cooper's playing an old maestro. Yeah. Sounds easy uh, enough. So I had to look up the odds for Golden Globes. Okay. Um, Oppenheimer, clear favorite for drama. I think that's in the books. For sure. Um, Poor Things is actually the favorite for best motion picture, musical, or comedy. So I think might fl- throw a flyer on Barbie because I really do feel like that wins. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm still excited for poor things though. I can't wait. I hope yeah. it's good. I hope it's as good as it's gonna be. I think I think I'm seeing some showings for it next week finally too. It's it had that small release, now it's going wider. Not fully wide, but wider next week. Gotcha. And yeah, other than that, there's not a ton more for the news. That was pretty much it. Gotcha. Um so I did find out how to submit a film. Okay. <laughs> and uh so the Oscars website, Oscars.org, actually has a massive 40 page PDF of the oh, rules boy. for the award. So I didn't read that whole thing, obviously. I just kind of skimmed through, mm-hmm. um, found the uh, the eligibility for uh, the movie. So mm-hmm. to summarize, it needs to be a feature length motion picture, okay. uh, which is defined as over 40 minutes. Okay. It has to be exhibited on film either 35 millimeter or 70 millimeter film or you can do it digitally <laughs> in a 2048 by 1080 pixel source uh there's also audio rolls which i'm not going to go through um and then it can do one of two things one it has to have won a qualifying film festival award okay the second thing that it can do if it if let's say it doesn't win a film festival award it has to have completed a week-long theatrical run in a commercial theater of a qualifying metro area and those metro areas are all in america uh los angeles new york city bay area chicago miami or atlanta okay so those are those are the big rules there's a massive list of them here but those are the two uh, major roles. So while that is difficult for sure, that feels easier than I, I thought it would be. Yeah, for sure. And it's definitely keeping people from us like shooting yeah. a movie on our iPhones and just being like, hey, nominated for an Oscar, buddy. Do it. Just really piss them off. Yeah. <laughs> they take that shit seriously. But Ty, some films that uh, we won't make, but you have seen and you're going to convince me to see let's kick it off with the big guy Godzilla yeah let's kick it girl. off with it's a girl guy. isn't it uh I, I don't want to assume female. I don't want okay. to assume Godzilla's gender but they never really say <laughs> <laughs> okay okay I'm, I'm sure it might actually be they might actually call her her in the movie I, could, in, I can't remember in Godzilla 2000 she 100% has eggs yeah I'm, it probably is it probably is a okay. girl then a girlzilla if you will. <laughs> um, but Godzilla minus one. So I was excited to see this one after, you know, we've just been seeing and hearing such good stuff about it. Uh, they're calling it the best Godzilla movie, which to be fair, not a very high bar to top. You know, the current Godzilla franchise is getting way too convoluted, bringing in King Kong and other monsters and all kinds of bullshit. Um, going into this one, though, it was almost a DNF right off the bat because of the speaker situation at the theater. They sounded so blown out and pixelated, and I thought, oh, maybe this is just a part of this preview or whatever. No, it was just, they needed, like, hard reset somehow. 
I'm glad they fixed it because I was going to be that guy to go and complain. Luckily, somebody else went out and did it before me, so I didn't have to be that guy. But they got it done, so that was cool. Because you, you can't have fucked up speakers for a Godzilla movie. You need it to be loud and in your face. Yeah. And this movie was perfect for the theater. So, quick synopsis here. Not really a ton to it. It's a Godzilla movie, but... Post-war Japan is at its lowest point when a new crisis emerges in the form of a giant monster baptized in the horrific power of the atomic bomb. I feel like I had to put some emphasis on it because it's just... <laughs> the way it was written was hilarious. Um, it stars that a great cast... Oppenheimer of, sequel. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it stars a great cast of Japanese actors that we wouldn't recognize from anything else, but everyone was good in their roles in this, uh, whether it was like the fighter pilot or boat captain scientists everybody's very good um it's currently got an 8.5 on imdb 97 percent certified fresh critic score and 98 percent audience score on raw tomatoes so real high numbers there uh i'm just gonna jump right into it so the plot to this movie would have been good enough to stand on its own even without godzilla so that's how you know it's a good movie because in a lot of these other movies with godzilla they they push you way too hard to give a shit about a human like subplot that isn't worth your time um but this one is just really really good um it would be a great movie about a soldier trying to return to everyday life after world war ii and dealing with the consequences of the war you know ptsd all that but then you throw godzilla in the mix and it's just a complete banger so instead of forcing you to give a shit about like millie bobby brown you just <laughs> actually feel bad for the main character his name's shikishima for everything that he's been through Sick name. the dude hasn't caught a break since the war and then fucking godzilla shows up so <laughs> <laughs> um it is different from other godzilla movies though in that you absolutely don't root for godzilla in this movie in the other ones they kind of want you to feel bad for godzilla or like root for godzilla against other monsters not this one godzilla is just a big stupid lizard asshole in this one <laughs> that absolutely needs to die at any cost so that's good that's refreshing compared to the other ones uh, the movie doesn't waste any time, though, in introducing the monster either, and it looks great. Uh, given the small budget they had, it's really, it looks, it looks amazing. Uh, cinematography is awesome. They did a really good job with that and the set and everything. The sound, all that. Um, it's super creative in how they go about fighting Godzilla 2 without going too far into detail. I don't want to spoil it, but there's, it's, it's cool how they go about doing it. It's not just like, holy shit, how do we fight Godzilla? They kind of... They have a plan. <laughs> but I did love this movie, though. I think it was a blast in the theater. Uh, some people would have been turned off by, like, you know, the subtitles and all that, but it makes no difference. Uh, it was absolutely just a blast. Really good time, really good movie. Definitely is the best Godzilla movie, though. Like they said, the hype is real. Um, and to me, it gets, like, a high eight. Damn nice. near enough. So it's really good time. I, I can't recommend this one enough. Awesome. Yeah, like like I said, don't gotta convince me too hard to see anything related to Godzilla. I uh I like that big stupid asshole lizard. They're funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what a way the other one, what a way to describe them. Other ones they try to make you feel bad for Godzilla or yeah. something like that. Like, oh the people are the real villains and stuff. No, this Godzilla's a piece of shit. <laughs> and that's that's how the OG like Godzilla was. You know, they're like fucker comes out of the ocean and just starts destroying everything yeah and they you know they gotta come together to to fight him and yeah you're you're absolutely right the americanized godzilla movies tr that's exactly it they make you 
try to care more about these people's stories and they're like oh millie bobby brown for some reason can communicate with godzilla (laughs) and godzilla won't attack her i'm like godzilla can't fucking see her you know like i i i hate that shit um in the new uh godzilla series monarch the same fucking way yeah i wanted to start that i really did but then after seeing this it's like i don't give a shit (laughs) yeah no they they really messed up like the first two episodes were solid and then it straight up just does a bunch of flashbacks and we're like talking about like old boyfriends and stuff i'm like dude i i don't care show me a big dinosaur yeah for sure if you're watching a godzilla series you want to see monsters and shit you don't care about the humans exactly which is really all they're probably going to do with it because i'm sure the budget's not crazy high to just have cgi monsters all over the fucking place right um so i i will ask that question you know you said it didn't take them long to bring godzilla uh into the movie so how much screen time does does you really get um quite a bit maybe a little less than you'd think okay um but yeah quite a bit um yeah i'm trying to think back you you could, you could always do a little more godzilla if i'm being honest for sure, but, for sure. <laughs> but yeah it wasn't bad not a bad amount and then you know you brought up the budget lower budget let me actually see what that budget was i actually got uh, it right here 15 million yep 50 million or 2.2 billion yen there you go 2.2 billion yen. Funny, so. funny thing uh, about that. So, um, my com- my where I work is owned by a Japanese company. Mm-hmm. So I get if I get stocks for them, it's in yen. So okay. I can be like, I'm a millionaire, but it's in yen. So it's like not really <laughs> that impressive. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. So with that with that lower budget, how does Godzilla look? Is is it passable? Is it or do they like do the thing where they don't focus on him enough to to let you see that it's not that great? So a couple shots in the trailer, I was kind of like, is this is this going to look OK? But I think they might go practical with a lot of it, like a smaller set and like a okay. like a model or something almost. It looks really good. Very cool. Yeah. So it's definitely budget really didn't have too much of an effect on it. And it did make 53 million so far. So that's cool. Good for them. They've definitely made their money yeah. back and then some. And I did see that they ended up extending their theatrical release till I think the end of this week, so that it'll be in theaters for about another week or so, and then it'll probably be streaming pretty quickly. You'll be able to get it on Amazon or wherever. Awesome. Yeah, I I really really want to see this movie. I think um, you'll for sure like it. Yeah, for sure. It does have. Can it possibly be first? No, it cannot. Um, but it can crack the top three, and you know, based on how much I. I, I have a bias towards Godzilla, so I think this has a, a decent shot. <laughs> yeah, I think it's worthy of a top spot, honestly. So that'll definitely be interesting to see if it's going to shake sure. it. Shake it to the and, top. And uh, that does give a, a little bit of a teaser. Our award show will be coming up in what? Next episode is Christmas episode. And then, you know, maybe in three episodes, we're, we're going to yeah. have it. And Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So that that'll be I'm I'm very interested to see how it how it shakes out. You know, like we have our list here, we have our sheet, and it um it has all of our rankings and everything, our ratings, and there's some films that both of us still need to see yeah. uh, to come to that consensus. So I'm excited to see how it goes. Yeah, me too. And I think in that time off, you know, right 
before and uh, a little bit after Christmas, that's a perfect time to watch some movies. Maybe I'll try to catch up on some movies there. For sure. I'm just yeah, gonna see where they end up. I gotta see quite a few, honestly. Maybe I can hit some of those double features. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, Ty, you had to you had to do a lot of reading here. Um, the next movie was actually. Did you see the subtitle version of The Boy and the Heron, or was it dubbed? Uh, so I saw the subtitle Godzilla, because that's the only version there is. I saw the English dub of The Boy and the Heron. Ah, Aaron. Okay. You say Heron. <laughs> Aaron. It's Aaron. Aaron. The bird. <laughs> the boy and the gray bird. So let's just hop right into it. Um, I was excited to see this one. I had bought tickets to a different showing, like, three different times. And I just refunded it and then didn't end up going. That's what's great about Fandango, is that if you get a ticket... You and you can't make it to that show time, or you don't feel like it anymore. You just exchange it for credit and then just rebuy the ticket another time. So that's what I ended up doing with this movie. I had like three different times I ended up trying to see it, but then finally made it. Um, but I will say this one's a little bit tricky for me. So it's the first ever Miyazaki movie that I've seen, let alone in theaters. And going into it, I'm admittedly not a big anime guy. It's never really done it for me, with the exception of like I said, like Dragon Ball Z as a kid. Uh, I appreciate anime, but it's just not my, I just not my favorite, I'll say. So let's hop into this. Uh, quick synopsis here. A young boy named Mahito, <laughs> I love saying his name, <laughs> uh, yearning for his mother ventures into a world shared by the living and the dead. The dead comes to life there. Wait, here, their dead comes to an end and life finds a new beginning. There we go. It's apparently a semi by semi autobiographical fantasy from the mind of Heo Miyazaki. I have no idea how it's semi-autobiographical, but I do know that <laughs> semi-autobiographical is hard as fuck to say. <laughs> um, absolutely amazing voice cast here. Christian Bale, Gemma Chan, Robert Pattinson, who's the gray heron, Mark Hamill, Florence Pugh, Dave Bautista, Willem Dafoe, and there's still probably even more that I missed. It's funny though, whenever you do recognize the, the voice and you're like, oh, okay. Um, current ratings here, 7.7 .7 IMDb, 96% certified fresh critics on, on, on Rotten Tomatoes and a 90 audience score here on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so here we go. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I almost walked out of this movie a few different times. <laughs> I felt so bored watching it. Um, without a doubt though, like the animation is amazing and the English dub voice cast is great especially Robert Pattinson in his first role. Um, the movie's charming as hell, but I just couldn't connect with the story whatsoever. I found it kind of... This sounds so harsh. I found it a little bit pointless. It was kind of convoluted, and it was just really boring to me. Um, it, it kind of was all over the place. It didn't make a ton of sense, and it had no consequences. <laughs> and I get it. It's an anime. It's an animated adventure. It doesn't really need all that, but for me to give it a good score and just connect with the movie. It needed some of that and it didn't really do it for me. Um, I do recognize though, I'm not the target demographic. I'm not a huge anime guy, but I figured it would be a little something that a mainstream movie girl would enjoy a little bit more. Uh, but I think if you're not into anime like me, this movie's probably gonna not be for you either. But that's what I'm excited to see what you think about this movie whenever you watch it because I don't know how to score this without being too harsh because I really do think it's a good movie, but I just didn't really like it. Um, I, that's why it's so tough to go numbers on this one because 
because <laughs> I I know that it's like I recognize it's a good movie and I really like the animation the voice cast but the plot just didn't do for me one bit yeah. uh, I guess like I don't know maybe a four it's all right or if yeah. I had to <laughs> it's tough um see I wish I'd seen some other Ghibli movies to compare it to or to kind of know what to expect going in but I'm definitely curious to see what you think about it as an yeah. anime fan so it's interesting you know everything you said to me uh honestly makes sense mm -hmm. uh, and i think you might feel pretty similar about his other films yeah okay. they are they're not action there's not a lot of action you know the most action uh -huh. is probably how in the moving moving castle um mm -hmm. from from what i've seen but even that it's just it's a lot of dialogue character building that's exactly um, what this was. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. going to be like more of a, you know, like adventure action kind of movie. And there is, but no. it's a lot of just kind of just roaming around and talking and that, seeing shit and doing shit. Yep, that's that's exactly how just about all of his films are. It's a lot of uh, roaming around almost aimlessly, uh -huh. but they try to make it more uh, philosophical almost. Yeah. And I can see um, that in this one. There probably is like some philosophy behind it. Uh, I don't know though. It just didn't really hit home for me. I I feel bad because I really did want to like this movie, sure. <laughs> but it just it didn't do it for me. Yeah, and no, that's kind of what sep that's what separates me from the rest of the moviegoers. I think. Sure. I'm not going to give it a good score just to just because I know everybody else is giving it a good score. Right. Uh, if it doesn't hit home, I just kind of got to go with the gut feeling yeah. there. And that's honestly what I think I really like about our show is mm -hmm. that uh, how that's how we rate movies. Yeah, we're rating it on if we enjoyed and liked it. Not you know, we're not the Oscars. We recognize that you know we're not right. trying to be. We're not like ooh, this was a technically sound movie in yeah good narrative writing. Like like that's the shit you would do in English class. And like I don't think either of us were super big into that. Right. Yeah. No. So. It's absolutely fine to recognize that a, a, a film is technically well done, but you just don't enjoy it. Yeah, I just it wasn't for me. That's why yeah. once you see it, it'll be more of a discussion, I think, because sure, I can't really dive too deep into it without you know kind of spoiling, I guess. Right. But yeah, once you good. see it, so, it'll be a little bit more of a discussion because I think I know for a fact you will probably enjoy it more than I did. And that's where you know maybe you're convinced me to see is like should probably see it if you are a Studio Ghibli fan and know what you're getting into. Yeah. But if not, you know, maybe temper expectations. Yeah, definitely. If you want to go see a, a really good animated movie with a cool voice cast and you're, you want to give anime a shot, go for it. But at the same time, yeah. if you're not a big anime guy, don't be surprised if you don't love this movie. For sure. Um, we'll say all of Studio Ghibli is, is on uh, uh, Max. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You did want to. I do want to hop into. I do want to hop into some more of it. Yeah, I think. Uh, man, Spirit Away is probably the one that's recognized as the best. Yeah. But it's also very like, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> yeah. Know? It's from a lot what, of that. <laughs> from what I've seen, this is like a lot. This one is a little bit more different than the rest of his movies in that it's, it's not kind of just straightforward. There's kind of like a lot of. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain. It. I was looking at on IMDb and other people's reviews mm -hmm. and they said it was a little bit divergent from his typical movies 
in that it's a little bit more it is more convoluted but but yeah i think i'm still still gonna give those other movies a shot sure but i think i probably should have started with those and then seen this one fair enough awesome well ty now i can have some input in these conversations uh we are gonna do the full review of leave the world behind the latest netflix movie uh sam esnell uh directed wrote uh if you recognize the name it is likely from uh mr robot as he was the creator of that i don't know a ton of other things he's made uh homecoming i guess that was a series i don't remember hearing about it at all he produced it he didn't write it he wrote a movie called comet um honestly mr robot is like his name that is his whole thing Um, and now obviously he's getting more chances to do, uh, things just because his name's on that. Mm -hmm. Um, but Ty, let's hop into it. Um, I think the first thing we can say here, and I'll, I'll be honest, when I first saw the trailer and saw who was in it, I honestly was not really planning to watch it really uh, it, it yeah it didn't really click with me i'm not the biggest julia roberts fan i'm not the yeah. biggest ethan hawk guy mahershala ali i do like him um but yeah I'm, I'm not big on really either of them uh in the trailer i'm just like mm. i kind of had that same thought you said to me it's like i hope this isn't like a social commentary mm-hmm. on technology yeah and I'm like fuck that's probably exactly what it's gonna be yeah and then i saw sam esmail's name on it and i was like oh shit okay i'll give that a go and th- uh-huh. honestly his name was what made me watch it um, yeah, I didn't actually see the trailer. I just knew that I knew the premise going into it, and I knew it had a solid cast. And I I saw that it was coming straight to Netflix. That's always a yeah. plus. If you get if you're straight to Netflix and you have solid easy. premise, solid cast, <laughs> that's an easy watch on a weekend. Um, yeah. I'm sure we probably talked about it or mentioned it on the pod before, but I I didn't really know too much going into it other than just like what yeah. I quickly read. Current scores on this one are wild. Um, oh really? Yeah, so yeah. it's currently got a 6.6 on IMDb, 75% okay. certified fresh uh, critic score, 37% audience score, which is, I think, where we're going to end up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think we're... I, I mean, I don't know your score, but I know we have similar thoughts around it. I don't know if we're yeah. going to go like that low. I think we're no, somewhere no, in between. No. Um, but, you know, let, let, let's hit upon the... The good and the bad. Um, For sure. I, I, th- I think uh, pros, really, really cool concepts, I think. For sure, um, yeah, definitely. Like, cyber attacks are definitely the future. Um, yeah. I mean, that was his. That was the whole fucking Mr. Robot thing. There, it, he, he knows enough about tech. Yes, they stretch a lot of things. Um, but he knows enough to make it realistic enough. And that's kind of what this movie felt like. We're like, hmm something like this could happen you know it's yeah. just real enough it's not like black mirror where you go fully off the rails it's just re- real enough yeah yeah and i do love a good disaster movie like society crumbling kind of movie so that was another one I, that's another just i was excited because i'm always down for a movie like that for sure uh con i think we both had way too long absolutely way too long yeah 
and I didn't expect that it was going to be too long because, you know, two hours, 18 minutes, that's not super long in terms of films nowadays. Yeah. But because of how things were handled in the film, and again, we'll, we'll get into spoilers in a little bit, uh, it made the movie feel a lot longer than it was. It definitely did. And just quick side note, um, both movies I just talked about are actually both the same amount of time, same uh, runtime, two hours, four minutes, both. Interesting. Crazy. Um, I will also say I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of a lot of the characters. I thought, I don't think most of them were written very well, except maybe Mahershala's. Agreed. Um, Agreed on that for sure. uh, We'll get into it more with, with the, uh, with spoilers, but uh, Julia Roberts' character was just so like back and forth on kind of who she wanted to be. Ethan yeah, Hawke's character sure. was basically an idiot, <laughs> you sure. know. Yeah. And then the daughter, like, I couldn't tell if she was like thirty or twelve, like she is in the show. Yeah, <laughs> and, I know. Um, boy was just kind of a douchebag. Uh, boy was a douchebag. The uh, Mahershala's daughter was uh, too woke for my liking. Yeah, <laughs> um, she really wanted to push blame on things that were stupid and i'm mm-hmm. glad they didn't dive more into that than necessary um Definitely. but you know they're they're really the only six in the film uh yeah kevin actually, bacon's yeah. in it but barely kevin bacon does show up yeah so uh and anything else we want to hit on ty before we start spoiling it no it uh, definitely other than starts, our scores it definitely starts off strong but because i remember i texted you i was like yeah yeah it's definitely starting off like kind of like calm before the storm it's intense. It feels like something's about to happen, and then it just doesn't. It do- it doesn't. Yeah, that's exactly Spoiler, it. It just doesn't. It doesn't happen. <laughs> and that's what, you know, I think I told you, you know, a, a while ago on Reddit, someone posted these videos of uh, of uh, dubstep songs uh-huh. where it's just a bunch of rising, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's getting good. Here comes the drop. And then the drop never comes. That's this movie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah that nailed it nailed it um but score wise ty where did you land it's tough because the beginning's pretty solid and then the end falls off a cliff yeah. i think i'm gonna go four four okay go four. so same as the boy and the heron but for different reasons for different reasons yeah yeah completely fair so uh yeah this is one of the times i end up a little bit higher um i went a six I was at a five. I was at a yeah. five, and I thought I might bring it down to a four. So I'm right in that range, four or five. Because yeah. if you think about it, it does start off strong. Half mm-hmm. of it's good. The other half's not so good. So I guess about a five is where I'm at, four or five. Yeah, five makes sense. Yeah, the reason I went six was more so just because of the concepts. I mm-hmm. really, really liked the concepts that Sam uh, was throwing around in this in this movie. Me too. Um, yeah. I, yeah, it just didn't. They never happened. Um, mm-hmm. And I will say I was engaged for just about most of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, 80, 90 percent. So that's always a plus. You know, a lot of films, they'll lose my interest. Definitely. Um, this one it's exactly that you kept keep expecting the big thing to happen 
and it it keeps you on your toes but then it doesn't so i did i was i didn't know how to feel about that because it was like oh shit this is getting wild but then there's no real climax almost let's get into the spoilers here if you're heading out we will see you next week yes sir so yeah like man the biggest thing that bothered me with this movie was the fucking deer fucking and so obnoxious <laughs> i don't get it like so like i i understand like they're um they're like oh it was explained no it fucking wasn't like yeah they, there they, was like a quick <laughs> a quick radio snip they're like oh the migration patterns of animals yeah. change. that was it the, but how yeah. it didn't it doesn't explain what the hell they did in the movie it doesn't explain just them coming yeah. to the house 300 some deer coming to the house and standing around them in the field in the woods that was just stupid it was stupid a hundred percent. It's it's like, okay, cool. Their migration pattern changed. That's why there's a shit ton of them here. Why are they going up and confronting people? Yeah, they wouldn't. If their <laughs> migration pattern changed, they wouldn't just go to people's houses and just yeah. go into... And they're still afraid of people. Yeah, their behavior um, doesn't change. Yeah, so that was weird. And just st standing in the woods screaming at the deer for a really long, drawn-out amount of time, it just pissed me off. And that yeah. will take me into my quick little segment here. Really dumb shit that happens in this movie that pisses me off. <laughs> I have a couple things here that were really dumb and pissed me off. Uh, trying to use a satellite phone whenever he knew damn well that satellites and electronics were all down yeah. was fucking stupid. <laughs> Not realizing that there was an entire fucking wrecked airplane in the beach in front of him in a backyard was really fucking stupid. <laughs> and then the girl saying, oh, the animals are trying to warn us. That was yeah. just so stupid too. That that was their really animals stupid. aren't doing shit. No, they're um, just there. A couple other things that pissed me off: the random <laughs> sideways spinning shots. I get it, you're going for like a cool like mm. cinematography shot, but like I was looking at it and it would just start spinning. I was like, this is gonna make me sick. <laughs> it did it like two or three times. It would just like turn sideways and start spinning. I'm like, what the hell? Um, like I said, screaming at the deer that pissed me off. And Friends being a major plot point of any movie <laughs> is going to always piss me off, let alone the ending. That just yeah. pissed me off so much. And oh, I had man. this written down. Matthew Perry left the world behind, people. Zing! <laughs> Got him. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, yeah that was... Uh, you, you knew she was going to see it. You knew she was going to see the yeah. end. They wouldn't harp on it as much as they did if they weren't going to let her fucking watch it. No. And... What she said before she just fucking disappears at the end doesn't make sense at all. Except maybe to her. Say. So she said, um, oh, she, she was went, telling a story. Yeah, she was telling a story about uh, uh, this dude who was trapped in a flood or whatever. And he's like, nope, God's going to protect me. Helicopter comes. They're like, get on. He's like, nope, God will protect me. Then he drowns and dies. Ask God. And it's like, hey, uh, why didn't you save me? God's like, bro, I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. What more do you want from me? Yeah. And uh, she goes, we have what we need. I'm I'm not waiting around anymore. <laughs> and then we're like, okay, shit. She's going to go get something. Else. No. She broke into a house, ate all their food, and then watched Friends. I thought they were going to find her dead. See, that's another thing. No consequence happened. I thought yeah. she was going to make it into this house and like the family was going to be locked up in their bunker and she was going to be dead or something like that. No, 
And she just was able to mosey on down and fucking throw on season whatever of Friends and find the last episode. <laughs> yep. Oh. And uh, yeah, the so I did know that uh, the last episodes of so every episodes of of Friends is called like the one where whatever the one where whatever. Uh-huh. And um, the last episode is called the last one. Mm-hmm. And when they had that title screen, it was like chapter five, the last one. I went, oh no. Oh no, I didn't know. Yeah, I did know that. I went, shit. (laughs) Um, So, God, yeah. Sam Esmail, by the way, Mm -hmm. also a super big fan of title screens. He did that a ton in Mr. Robot. Yeah, I know. In the beginning, it felt a little bit like Tarantino or M. Night asking that. Mm. Like some different shots, like we said at the beach, and I can't remember the other one, in the house. Kind of like knocked at the cabin and old. But then the title cards kind of just yeah. remind me of Tarantino-ish too or something like that. But then, um, but yeah, like we say this a lot. Whenever there's like a, a story that doesn't have like much resolution or anything of consequence happens, that just pisses me off. And that yeah. really doesn't happen. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on around them. But even if they like, let's say they go to Kevin Bacon's house and instead of like him eventually caving in and giving them medicine for money yeah. one of them gets killed why not kill ethan ethan hawk right there on the spot he did not yeah. he didn't really bring much to the whole movie besides being kind of a high. dumbass dad <laughs> smoked a little bit of weed with, with the girl so oh man okay so, so there's a few things that i want to bring up here i'll start from like the beginning with like there's no real resolution mm-hmm. and it might be one of those things where they're like oh you we don't show what's ha- gonna happen but you can piece it together. Like they saw New York getting bombed mm-hmm. and I don't think it was a nuke. No, I don't think so either. Cause it um, wasn't like a flash. It wasn't like a, a exactly. But I initially thought I'm like, they just got fucking nuke. They're dead. Right. And, I didn't think that but too. then it didn't. So I guess it's just like, okay, this is a war zone and whatever um, GH or whatever his name was said is happening. You know, they're, uh, shutting a country down from the inside to make them go crazy and cause a civil war mm-hmm. so cool i i guess but ah, man it, it's just one of those things where leaving the end up for interpretation it it's you it has to be done right and i think sure we can piece together what's going to happen but yeah. we don't know exactly we don't know if they die we don't know right. if they sit out in the bunker that whole time watching friends we mm-hmm. we don't know Yep. Um, so, uh, the other thing, uh, what else did you say? Um, oh, Kev, uh, Kevin Bacon character where they're in a fucking standoff with the guns mm-hmm. and it's getting real hectic. And I'm like, all right, something's going to happen because they showed, uh, GH's gun in the first like 15 minutes of the movie. So they have yep. to use it and they fucking did it. No. So and that happened so many times where... It felt like conflict or something was going to happen, and it just didn't. Yeah, um, making the decision to have a confrontation there actually, like, something happened to one of the characters, that would have made a huge difference in the movie for me. Yeah. Um, or, like, even if whenever they come to the Airbnb in the beginning, if there was more tension there, and, like, it ended up being, like, kind of a fight instead of just, okay, you guys are, we'll just be friends. <laughs> If there was like more of like a fight that for there after you know given everything that's going on in the world at the time, it would have been, it would have definitely made for like a better better movie I think too. Yeah, and it's like I mean the 
family that's staying at the house, they don't know what's going on. And so they could have just like, nah, fuck off, shut the door and locked them out. You know, it's like, right. why, why let them stay? Like, I, I, yeah. And you know, Julia Roberts' character was obviously pessimistic, which is completely fair and fine. Uh-huh. Then she um, does a 180 and she's dancing with them in the kitchen the night, uh, the yeah. next night. Dancing with them, yeah. hugging the, the daughter. You know, I, uh, just, her character was very weird. Yeah, it, um, it wasn't it wasn't great in my I, opinion because she kind of just did the three sixty <laughs> like with 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 the no she was like okay yeah fine. So there was there was like a couple of things with her character very very early on. Um, number one, so it, it starts off with you know her packing like oh I booked a Airbnb basically let's go stay there, and the reason being is like. They're talking about how like they're struggling at work and everything. Mm-hmm. And it makes it sound like they're struggling financially yeah. as well. And I'm like, you just rented out this beautiful place. I thought you were struggling. And so you're like, okay, maybe they meant like, I don't know, actually struggling at work, not so much at money. Yeah. Um, so that was weird. And then her whole thing is like, I fucking hate people. And then they immediately go to a public beach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I thought the whole point of renting out this house is to get away from everyone the house has a pool there's no one around like i, I don't understand why you're like I, I we need to get away i don't see anyone and then go to a public place <laughs> like, yeah. that was that was absolutely ridiculous and then uh uh shit uh trying to think of the other thing uh oh g- back to like getting their son medicine because his fucking teeth are falling out yeah. What medicine do you think is going to help him if you're not a doctor and have no idea? Yeah, there's nothing for that, dude. That sound <laughs> that they played, that that probably rattled your brain loose. That fucked you up real good. I think he's about cooked. I don't think there's nothing. Yeah. He's like, here, have some Advil liquid gels for your, <laughs> yeah, for your fucking teeth. teeth falling out. Yeah, like, I, I, I didn't understand that. I'm like, okay, do you know what kind of medicine you need to help him out? Like, you don't know. And sure, you can go just grab antibiotics or, or something like that and hope for the fucking best, which maybe yeah. that's what their plan was. But like, I'm pretty sure they gave them like Advil or something. For sure, and they're just like, there yeah. you go. Oh, all better. This. Almost your teeth are totally it, gonna then... grow back. <laughs> yeah, stick them back in your face. You'll be all right. Yeah, that was that was a bit silly. They should have um, had that play out more too. Yeah. I didn't like GH's daughter. She was, you know, she was like pl- playing that race card thing. I, I do think that was actually handled kind of well, um, a little mm-hmm. bit. They didn't go too much into like, oh, Julia Roberts' character is racism. It's like, no, she fucking hates people. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you know, you could have been any race. Um, I don't want you around. Also, you're a stranger. I don't know if you own this house. Everything she was doing made sense logically. Mm-hmm. You know, she's protecting herself and her family. Um, you know, th- th- that was handled okay. Daughter was just there for conflict. She was the only one that actually caused conflict in the mm-hmm. whole thing. And she doesn't shave her armpits. Ooh, tough did you look. see that? <laughs> I did, I did. <laughs> and like the dudes, the the young boys like creeping on her. He's like, oh yeah. I'm like, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It was like that. That Joe Rogan, uh, have you seen that Joe Rogan one where, um, I don't, I think it's Shane Gillis who's like talking about this girl who had armpit hair and Joe's like, that doesn't bother me. He's like, 
what dude <laughs> like you're kind of getting on the edge there <laughs> yeah. um yeah some cool things i did like about the movie was um it did apparently seem to be in the same universe as mr robot robot because there was a lot of uh e-corp stuff like her laptop it, it had an e on it and e-corp is the major uh i guess villain we'll call them in mr robot um, so that was kind of cool to see, uh, the, uh, dead pilot on the beach, his name tag said Captain Esmail. Um, oh. so, you know, another nod to the director, which was kind of neat. Cool. Um, what else we got here? Uh, apparently they kind of, uh, had a preview of what was going to happen. There was a picture of waves in the upper bedroom during the movie Mm-hmm. Uh, the tide is rising. Same applies for the black and white picture in the living room, which resembles a changing, oh God, Warshash picture. Jesus. So, you know, the, the big boat coming to shore, you know, kind of uh, symbolize that. Um, you know, other than that, I, I do enjoy the concepts of a cyber attack. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's super interesting, a different way of warfare uh-huh. where... You know, there's no boots on the ground. They don't need to bomb anything. They, like, just thinking about that, everything's down. There's no internet, okay? Uh, How do we get news? Well, I guess uh, newspapers would still exist. Okay, but how do newspaper machines run? I guarantee those are all electric, run on the internet. Everything's written there. They're not using old printing presses and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So, like, it it is a wild thing uh, to think about with with all that with uh planes falling out of the sky boats crashing for whatever reason because of autopilot now um all the teslas driving around that was that was kind of neat yeah that was definitely cool i am glad that that scene wasn't what i thought it was going to be because that scene was in the trailer and i thought the teslas gonna were gonna be like chasing them down and stuff i'm like that's fucking dumb that's too much (laughs) um i did uh, see that uh I just saw that Elon did respond to something about that. And he's like, <laughs> instead of being like, oh, that's fucked up. He's like, yeah, Tesla's can charge without gas. Like He was like, they can charge in the sun. And he's like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Elon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, concept wise, I think it was good. I almost wonder if this would have been better as a series. Yeah, almost. Um, I think it might, it actually might have benefited from that quite a bit. And, because that's weird to th- say, right? Because we complain about it being too long and a series would just make it longer, but also they would have more time to kind of... Uh, yeah, you could, build, you could build up that relationship with Mahershala Ali's character and their mm-hmm. family, and then you could build up the, the interaction with Kevin Bacon, you know, yeah. all that stuff. So I don't um, know. Maybe four yeah. is a little harsh. Maybe I will go five licks. Like I said, the beginning's good. They really nailed that kind of ominous feeling with yeah. the sound and all that stuff. And the ship crashing on the beach was cool. And it was crazy whenever the plane did land at the same exact spot as the other plane that he didn't see. <laughs> I uh, I am glad it didn't go, like, supernatural. Oh, yeah, for sure. Me too. And stuff like that. I didn't think it would. But there was with all the deer and everything, I'm like, are the deer going to be, like, a major thing? Mm-hmm. And, like save them or some shit and i'm glad they didn't but at the same time it the deer were fucking stupid that that was probably my 
biggest issue. There was zero need for them. Yeah, no power for the deer. Just kind of stupid. Nothing. Yeah. Um, also, the dropping of all of the flyers. Why the fuck was he running away from it? I don't know if he thought it was like some kind of dust or some kind of like chemical or something like that. But it was just flyers, and then he had to have felt like the biggest fucking idiot alive. Yeah, because it wasn't old ass. It was super intense at first, and he's like, "Holy shit!" It may, it might have been like a chemical or something like that. So he fucking flips out and started flying away. But it was just paper, yeah. and he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Whoops. That also, the disappearance funny. of all the people doesn't super make sense. Yeah, with that house like, full I... of people, why wouldn't they just be in their fucking basement? Yeah. Unless they got caught like, in some traffic and some shit. I don't know. Who's I, I guess well, that's fair. Like, they were running away. The only way out of where they're at is through the city or something. But I don't know, man. I feel like there would have been some other people. I, I w One, you know, they said where they are is pretty isolated. But also, two, they were able to get to a public beach. So I, I, I don't know. And the beach had a lot of people. For sure. For so... Sure. Yeah, that eh, I'm I'm realizing that now too. <laughs> why why wasn't there any other people? God damn it. Okay. I uh I'm going down to a five. Okay, there it is. <laughs> I think um I think we talked about it enough. There's enough flaws in this movie. Uh the roadmap was there. They just failed to follow it. Yeah. But cool, Ty, I I think that's where we ended. Anything else about yeah, I think this movie? No, I think it's worth a watch. We kind of shit on it for a little bit. And if you stuck around for the spoilers, yeah. you did get it spoiled. But I still think, you know, throw it on. It's not a bad, not a bad movie, but it's not, certainly yeah, not, not the great. best either. For sure. We'll not be cracking. You won't be hearing about it in our awards episode. And a uh, sneak preview for next week's episode, Christmas episode. Uh, we're going to have a Christmas movie face-off. Between oh, yeah. Cool. That'll so we cool. will see you that time. Bye-bye. Ho, ho, ho.